It's insane. It's not, we're not rock stars. We're not famous. It doesn't matter. But not yet. Not yet. The people that follow us are so wonderful. Genuinely, they are just genuinely good people that are out there supporting us and helping us. And it is, it is so cool to, every time I get that little email, it says that somebody purchased some merch. I'm like, wow, dude, that's so awesome. I mean, welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I'm your co-host, Matt Larson. I'm Bruce Edmonds. Get ready for an hour of Packers, dad life, laps, and love. Vamanos! I'm Mel from Melbourne, Australia, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oi, oi, oi. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. I am your humble co-host from Oak Bank, Manitoba, Matt Larson. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy down in El Paso, Texas, Bruce Edmonds. How you doing, Bruce? Mixed emotions, buddy. What the fuck is going on with September? September's a bad month. I don't know what what's going on. This is a September not to remember. I have got <laughs> like tachycardia just from like thinking of all the shit I've been through in the last week. Just oh. it's like highs, lows. I'm on a damn roller coaster right now. Oh my god. I am uh, I am uh, right with you, buddy. I don't know uh, if I'm going to get two steps ahead or three steps behind by the end of this month, but I can tell you it has just been. A September to not remember, you know, yeah. earth, wind, and fire. We can call, we can just coin September Def Leopard, some Def, Def Leopard month, you know, two steps behind, because that's how it feels. That's two steps behind Def Leopard. Yeah, the song by Def Leopard. Two steps oh, behind. oh, oh. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's been a long day, man. I, oh I, think, I, I, yeah. I think I'm, con- I think I'm concussed. I think I'm concussed. Uh, so, so explain that, that's you had okay a, yeah. okay so last week i hold the head streamer for way too bloody long i can't move my right forearm or elbow or wrist for like three four days it's now way better it's just the uh, elbow the major muscle that's really sore and kind of tight and I, I sit down a little bit iv ibuprofen and i'm good to go but uh so I, i'm standing in my kitchen and i'm trying to take the water cooler bottle off you know, the five gallon, yeah. you know, purified water bottle and it's empty and the bloody thing won't come off. And no matter what I'm doing, I'm twisting, I'm pulling, I'm twisting and pulling. The stupid thing won't come off. Finally, I give it like the He-Man steroid jerk and I yank on it as hard as I can. Smash myself in the nose, pop my nose out. The thing is bloody. I've got, as you can see, I've got the dark circles. I've got yeah. the two black eyes. It has nothing to do with kids. The, the no. dark circles under the eyes have nothing to do with the kids this time around. Not this time. And uh, uh, the funny part was, is my son was sitting like five feet from where it happened. As soon as I smashed myself in the nose and he saw it happen, he was like, whoop, got up and just left the room as quickly as possible. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. He wants no anger shrapnel. He wants no, no anger shrapnel. No. He's like, yeah, this had nothing to do with me, right? Oh, 
so uh, my nose is absolutely killing me. I, I can't eat certain foods. I've, uh, I, I had the issue with the uh, uh, customer and then the customer came back and paid and uh, uh, it looks like things are starting to get a little better. Today is the first day of school up here in Canada for my kids. So I have a daughter that's in uh, high school. I have a son who is now in junior high, which means I am 231 years old. Yep. And uh, I, I, I never miss first day of school. I never miss first day of school. I always walk them to school, first day of school, right? And uh, my, my son was a little nervous and we were talking about it on the way. And I said, well, you know, you should be a little nervous. It's a new school and new teachers and they get lockers this year. I mean, there's more responsibility. Yeah, they have to go class to class now with class time in between and those types of things. It's not sitting in the same classroom the entire day anymore. Exactly, exactly. Now they start to become young adults, right? So uh, uh, he starts to grip my hand, which, you know, I, as a dad, you're like, never let go of my hand, right? Yeah, but he yeah. starts to he starts to grip my hand a little bit as we get closer and closer. And as we get up towards the front uh, of the school, I'm, I'm teary eyed as I say this, because it was an emotional moment. But as we get up to the uh, front part of the school, a couple of his friends come around the corner. They say, oh, hey, what? Wow. He goes, see that? And just turn it off. That's it. And you're just <laughs> standing there like an idiot, like all other, all the other dads just kind of standing yeah. there going like, uh, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Moment. Awkward silence moment right there. You know, and, and my daughter's made it very clear that I cannot be anywhere around the school. I am to, you know, give her that hundred yard girth, you know, that, that I used to be really cool. And even though she still wears a lot of my old clothes from high school and from college yeah. and that, I, I'm not cool enough to come up to the school just yet. Well, apparently the new trend is dress as trashy as possible not trashy but undressed as possible where you know torn jeans or completely demolished jeans yeah. that look like you took them out of the trash giant sweatpants that look like they're wearing a fucking diaper yeah uh, um big huge oversized t-shirts that are torn and destroyed which is why my t-shirts are also popular as well with my kiddo but she basically says, you just kind of realize when I asked her, I was like, what the hell? Dude, like, I don't mind. I know you're comfortable because I've always told her dress however you want. As long as it's not, you know, revealing or doing anything like that, you can dress you know, for the occasion, however you want. She says, well, dad, we just realized that I can fix my hair, throw on some jewelry, put on a little makeup. And it doesn't matter what, like, we've all kind of realized it doesn't really matter what you wear. And that's kind of the trend. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I know I compare it to this. I go, you know, you leave the house looking like your father doesn't work for a living. Right. That's, exactly <laughs> you know, that's what it looks like. It looks like to me, like you need a handout and listen, if they're giving handouts, take one, bring it for your old man. He could. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just took her shopping. I went to the mall with her for the first time in a long time. You know, she saves up her money um, to buy certain clothing you know obviously we get her her basic yeah. stuff whenever she wants to spend money on torn jeans and t-shirts and stuff like that it's like okay dude, you're, you're buying your own shit clothes and uh we went to the mall and yeah i mean she got herself some sweatshirts and some sweatpants and some nice little shirts and but she was smart about it you know she used her coupons and she had her discounts and all that type of stuff and but she, I walked around the mall. So I had three girls walking around the mall while she was shopping and looking at stuff. Of course, the little ones are starving. So they're yeah. just like, I want to eat. I want to eat. Are yeah. we done? 
and my other daughter is trying to go through her shopping spree. So yeah. that, that was Sunday. And then, um, yeah, it was, it was an eventful weekend for me starting Thursday, buddy. So last Thursday, um, my wife was going to start work this week with school. She's a tutor. So I sent her off to go see her parents and her, her friends, you know, in her hometown, she needed a little bit of a break to get out of there. So I was hundred percent Fami single dad over the weekend. And of course, the second she leaves Thursday evening, my oldest daughter happened to, and she'd been going through some stuff with her best friend, but ultimately they finally decided to use the word. Well, the word that she used was I broke up with my best friend. So this is, Terrible. Uh, you know, last three years, just sister and whatever issues that I'm not going to get too much into, but she basically decided it was time to move on. So we had that drama and dealing with that part of it Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Friday morning, I get a phone call from, we've got my youngest daughter is in fifth grade and she is a little Miss Popular. Like she is the nicest kid, but all the kids know her. She's the typical one when I'm walking, like, you know, you say you walk them to school. I do the same thing and walk them in there. And it's like, hi, Mati, hi, Mati, hi, Mati. Like every person knows her name, including parents, teachers, and kids. So she's fair. She's popular. I found out she's popular than I want her to be apparently because we had a little incident where mid-morning on Friday morning, I get a phone, I get a phone call. Uh, from a parent and we're really good friends with them. I, I actually played rugby with him a long time ago and he's got two boys and one of the boys is in love with Matilda. So he called me to say, Hey man, I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I hope, you know, did Matilda tell you what happened with, with my kid? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. What, uh, no. He's like, Oh, well, apparently uh, my son sent out a video crying professing like professing what do you say what's the word professing no professing is a word Con- I just confessing said. confessing confess proclaim, proclaiming is the word proclaiming there you proclaiming, go okay yeah. proclaiming is love for my daughter and it went viral oh, no. at the school apparently. oh no no so i was like i didn't know about it you know whatever it was i was like i didn't hear anything from matilda he's like oh you will man but just give me a call if everything just you know my son's hurt, whatever it is. And I was like, hurt, what the hell are you talking about? So right around two o'clock, about an hour and a half before they're supposed to get out, I get a message. My, my daughters message me through their email when they're at school. They'll email me messages like, hey, dad, you know, just whatever. And she says, dad, I need you to come pick me up in a text message. And I was like, why? There's an hour and a half. And I texted her or emailed her back. There's an hour and a half left in school. Why? She, yeah. said, she just responded, please, dad. I was like, is it, is it because of X person's name? She's yeah. Like, I was like, all right, I'll be right there. Yeah. Go pick her up. And I was like, all right, she's in the car and she's sitting there and you can tell she's a little bit stressed. I was like, what's going on? She's like, well, this boy, um, I can't say his name obviously, but says, you know, he asked me out yesterday. But what happened was I said, yes, but then I immediately realized it was wrong and I'm too young. So I said, no. So I broke his heart. So apparently they dated for 30 seconds. She broke up with him. 
and then he set up a video recorded it and sent no. it out to a friend of his who then made it go viral across the entire freaking school dude so she apologized and she said you know i can't i just i know it's wrong and i was like why didn't you tell me this happened yesterday we could have avoided all of this today you know if had you just talked to me about it she's like well i knew it was wrong and i'm really sorry and i was like that's fine don't worry about it i was like it's just going to be awkward for you with him now apparently because they're really good friends on top of it yeah you know, they are yeah. very good friends and again, we're friends with the, with the parents and that type of stuff. So the next morning I go in, so that, no, that happened Thursday then. So Wednesday night was breakup. Thursday morning was called because Friday morning I drive her to school and, and there's a car loop where you drop her off and I pull up and I see the counselor waving her hand at me. And so I was like, Oh, Hey, she's like, no, come here. I was like, Oh my God. So I, you know, there's a big car loop and I put all the way up to the front. She opens up the door and she says, well, I'm assuming you've heard what happened with Matilda by now. I was like, yeah, I know what's going on. Uh, she's like, well, you do know that your daughter is extremely popular. And I was like, well, I didn't know she was this popular, but yeah, I know, I know parents and kids like her. She's like, and she's also very popular with the boys. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah, boy. So <laughs> she's like, are you doing okay? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, you know, she's going to pay consequences for whatever happened. Just, and she said, well, don't worry. You know, I'll keep an eye on her and make sure that this, from a social standpoint, doesn't get to her and, and cause a lot of problems. So just to let you know, I'll be keeping an eye on her, but just letting you know, she's a very popular kid. Fantastic. Oh, so awesome sauce. Awesome and then, sauce. And then on Friday afternoon, I get a phone call from the counselor and the principal at my middle daughter's school. Uh -oh. And my wife also gets a call and gets an email. And apparently there was a writing, like, you know, where they do like the writing prompts that they do, where they say, okay, here's some words and then just write whatever you want to write out. Right. Okay. Okay. And my middle daughter is extremely smart, dude. Like I'm talking, she's the brightest person I know. IQ above 150 reads constantly. I mean, she'll, she'll go through a 300 page book in less than a day. So that's just her brain works on that. And lately she's been reading a series of books called Dorothy Must Die and other stuff. And it's basically like a, a spinoff on the original stories where Dorothy's actually the bad, you know, the bad guy in, in Wizard of Oz. The Wizard there's, of Oz, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, short, yeah. There's a short story also. Yeah, where, my daughter's reading that, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's reading those books. So she's got that in her mind. So she literally put, and it was, must, may, will were the three words. And then you fill it out. So she put must die, will die, or may die, will die. Right. And then she wrote an entire thing just, and she wrote a story about it. But of course, because she said she's going to die or she may die, then it has it's red flags and everybody's freaking out that this kid is suicidal. So we, oh. and we oh. had to do with that. We're just like, no. And we talked to her and she's like, she was really frustrated. She's like, so first off, that teacher doesn't get me. She hates me. I was like, well, no, nobody hates you. Um, yeah. But number two, I was like, why did you put it? She's like, it's just the first thing that came to my head. And we're like, are you serious? Nothing's going on. She's like, no, nothing's going on. They're stupid. Okay, fine. So dealt with that, had to calm her down. And then she had uh, yesterday morning or Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday morning because Monday was a holiday. She had to meet with them to make sure that everything was okay. But that was literally my weekend without my wife. It was fantastic. You know, one one time in grade one, uh, my son had to write a couple of sentences about something funny 
I can't remember the premise of it, but it was something entertaining or something. And the teacher ran out to the parking lot to come get me. And I was like, what's going on? Oh, we want to discuss what your son wrote. And I'm like, oh, he wrote something? Oh, cool, right? Like he's still having a hard time printing. You know, it's grade one. I said, what, what did he write? And the sentence was something along the lines of, uh, the baby pooped, grandma slipped in the poop and ate some, or something of that nature, right? <laughs> and I mean, for a kid that's like five, that's hilarious. That's, that a high is, five, dude. that's a high fiver. That's top shelf comedy, right? That is yeah. that is Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor comedy to a five-year-old. And I looked at it and I kind of snickered a bit and I looked at her and she had this dead serious look on her face. And I said, what? what's the matter? And she said, uh, we want to know where he's getting this from. And I said, wow, he's five. Poop is a pretty funny word for being five. So I'm going to go with, he thought it would be funny. And they were seriously, they, the line of questioning that they had, that uh, the teacher had for me, finally, I went, do you think somebody at my house slipped in poop and ate it? And she goes, she goes, well, it, it, he just seemed to be so descriptive. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was just being five, you know, five years old. Same teacher, same same kid. At the beginning of the year, uh, grade one, she said, you know, we're having trouble with Wyatt wanting to get into the uh, cooperation circle. And I said, oh, did you tell him to come sit down? And they said, well, we asked him if he wanted to join. And I said, oh, and what did he say? Well, he said, no. And I said, what do you do in the cooperation circle? Oh, we learn how to read and we learn how to write. And I said, oh, so you're not playing with toys? She goes, no. And I said, so that's why he said no. I said, did you just tell him to sit his butt down? And she goes, well, we don't speak to children like that. And I said, oh, gosh, when I went to school, I would have been sworn at like 13 times. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I said, man, I said, sometimes you got to tell my kid what to do. And she goes, do you do that? And I said, yeah, drink your milk, put on your shoes, put on your sweater, go to bed. I tell him all the time things that he should do. And she goes, well, he doesn't want to join the circle. And I said, well, what happens if he doesn't join the circle? She goes, well, we allow him to do what he wants. I said, and what's he doing? Well, he just continues to play. And I said, so let me get this straight. My son has successfully outsmarted you week one. <laughs> and she just looked at me. I said, tell him, sit his ass down. And if he doesn't like it, tell him you're going to call me. You and I'm going to show up. What you have to tell him is you have yeah. permission to raise your voice to my child. Yeah. And make sure that they do what the adult is asking to do. Why yeah. are you going down to their level? I understand you want equality for kids, but guess what? It's a kid, not yeah. an adult. They yeah. can't rationalize the way you do. You rationalize for them and say, put your toys away. It's time for cooperation circle time. Sit your yeah. fucking ass down. Sit up. And then his next year, he had this woman and she was amazing. And I will say her name, Miss DeBoic. And Miss DeBoic was one of these, you know, with the ruler and the, she was an awesome teacher. Great to get along with. But when you yeah. stepped out of line, it was the, listen, you sit your butt down. She goes, he's getting straight A's. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course he is. <laughs> the problem is kidney structure. And you know this, and our kids nowadays, more than anything, they require structure. That's yeah. what they have to have. There has to be a routine. And that's the whole thing that, that ruined the pandemic messed up with kids, especially in the elementary schools, was there was no routine. Parents yeah. are trained to be teachers. When they go and they sit in a desk or they sit in a circle and they socialize, that when that broke down, these parents, now the kids are coming back, 
do you remember being a teacher? Do you remember what you're supposed to do? There's structure, there's order, there's lesson plans. Even you follow structure. When we're adults, there's a structure we follow. Teach them structure and they will be happy kids. The second he's, you, he's one of those kids that when you put him in a structured environment like that, he flourishes. Yeah. He absolutely loves it. Up at 7.15, breakfast at 7.30, you know, dressed at 7.45, you know, uh, room is cleaned by 8 o'clock. He's got 20 minutes before we leave for school. He can sit on his tablet or play his whatever he wants for 20 minutes, but he is ready to go 20 minutes before we have to okay, leave. And he has no problem with it. I'm going to send you my kids because mine is wake up fight over the bathroom, hair destroyed, sit down for breakfast, go put on your shoes, clean up your room, you know, because you haven't still picked up anything, come back and finish oh. the breakfast, fight over the bathroom some more because I've got three girls in one bathroom. So now all of a sudden my bathroom is done. So I can't take my morning shit comfortable, yeah. you know, now. Yeah. So yeah. that's my morning. I have a 14 year old that, uh, I mean, oh, I don't like to shower in the morning because then my hair's all wet when I go to school. And I go, okay, well, you can shower before bed then. Right. And she goes, okay, well, last night it's like 10 after 11. I'm going to take my shower now. Now, now I see you're supposed to be asleep. You're supposed to be lights out like 10 minutes ago. What's going on now? Well, I guess maybe I won't take one. I said, so you're going to be the stinky kid, a kid at, at, in class. Go take a shower. Listen, 10 o'clock, your brother is showered and ready to go to bed. I said, you should be shortly after him, immediately after him. You have to have a routine in place. I need you to start following these steps. And she looks at me. She goes, yes, yes, yes. And what does she do? Completely no. forgets them, completely ignores them. She's like, all you have to do is stare dad in the eyes and go, yes, yes, yes. And he leaves you the hell alone. <laughs> yep. Until the next time you need to ask him for something. Yeah, we've got a routine too, obviously, with bedtime. My kids are in bed no later than 8.30, 9 o'clock, my little ones. You know, because it's a school night. During the, yeah. honestly, the weekend, I don't care at all. I kind of let them stay up probably 10, 11 o'clock, sometimes later, but they usually fall asleep by themselves. But my older one has been extending out her bedtime. It used to be 10, 1030, but you know, we have to take the phone away by about yeah. just no phone after 930. You're done. Yeah. She yeah. A lot of homework. So she can chat on the fucking computer anyway. I'm not stupid. Yeah. You can download apps onto your computer to still text and talk. So she's up until 1130 talking and doing homework as opposed to just finish homework, then socialize. No, it's socialize homework at the same time until, and, yeah. and I'm way past my bedtime by the time she goes to sleep now, I'm sure. The, the way I handle it is like this. When the grades slip, I take over. When the grades come back, I allow those things to happen again. And right. by the end of the school year, her grades are 85s and up. I mean, she's a, she's a super smart kid. 85s and up. She's got no problem, you know, like maintaining those grades. And she's up until 11, 11.30 on a school night. But she's up. She's dressed. She's ready to go. She goes to class. She gets good grades. I yeah, mean, I, I've got more. That, that's I can't complain. 100%. Because I'm the same way. I look at her grades and, you know, you can go on the parent portal and see if there's stuff. And obviously we get emails if there's a grade that's missing, which she always just responds back and says, I submitted it. They just haven't put in grades. And she is, she's getting A's. You know, I think she had one B in all A's in this first nine week period. I, I can't say anything. If you're staying up until 1130 at night. Okay. Like I can't use that. You're not going to, you're not going to, you know, you grow I know. Up, you get tall <laughs> while you sleep. 
because she's yeah. already five, like she's already five, eight, almost five, nine, like a head taller than all the other girls in school, except for a few other ones. I mean, she's a tall kid. So yeah. she doesn't think about being any taller, you know, yeah. I can tell her, dude, you grow and you get healthy when you're sleeping. She kind of looks at me and just like, yeah, dad, shut the fuck up. You know, that, that's a kind of, uh, shut the fuck up, but it's still a shut the fuck up, dad. I know, you know, uh, uh, was it, I think it was last year. Uh, she had all these great grades and then like, like, uh, Jim was 68 and I was like, Jim, how, how do you get a 68 Jim? Like, I think my lowest mark ever in Jim was a 90%. Like, how did you get a 68? She goes, Oh, I don't, I don't think the teacher likes me this and that. So I sent a, a, a message. Common. It looks like a common thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Teacher never likes, no, teacher never likes anyone. So I sent the teacher a message and the teacher said, oh, well, she's not even getting changed. Her and four other girls sit in the bleachers and watch Jim because they don't change. And I said, the same four girls? She goes, yeah. And I named off the four girls' names and she goes, yeah. I said, okay, I'll take care of this. So I showed up at school with her shoes and her gym stuff first thing in the morning. And I yelled out, sweetheart. She turned and went, oh my God handed her her stuff and I said this doesn't come home until it's dirty and you're going to participate in every class because all you have to do is participate in gym you don't have to be good at volleyball you don't have to be good at basketball even though she's really good at those things you don't have to be good you just have to get dressed and run around that's it that's well, all he's looking you know, for they don't they don't want to do that. They want to no. watch TikToks and, yeah. and well, it'll upset my makeup. It'll yeah. upset my makeup. It makes my hair sweaty. Okay. So you're 14. Okay. Go get sweaty. Go, 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 go. Run, run, run. Move, 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 move. You're not getting a damn 68 in gym. I said, you know, all you have to do is put your shoes on and give it a half-ass effort and you'll get a 75, 80. So come on. At least do that. So she started doing that. Her next grade was in 86. And I said, see what happened? It's almost as if your old man knows the future. <laughs> you know, it's almost as if you I've sure lived this before. With having right? to change. I'm sure she yeah. that grade so much. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? She's, she's, uh, she's doing way better in gym now. She's yeah. got better grades. And she's got all of her gym stuff with her today for her first day. Because yeah. she could put it in her locker. And I said, listen, take a couple of shorts and a couple of pairs of shirts. And then every Friday, bring them home. And we'll wash them once a week. We'll wash them. Bring, bring a couple of pairs of each, though. That way, you know, if you get one too sweaty or something, you can change into another one, you know. I mean, when I was going to, when I was going to high school, it was the same stuff. It was the same stuff, like, for a month. And you'd oh bring God, it home. Yeah. We had you'd bring it home and we it would be our, moldy. Yeah, we had uniforms <laughs> and it was a little nice 1980s, those like polyester short yeah. shorts with half of your testicles hung out. Yeah. Those are the best kind. Yep. Yeah. And then <laughs> every single, yeah. and then we had our tube socks up to our knees, dude. It was yeah. fantastic, man. <laughs> and I always had the yellow and blue stripes on those suckers. Yeah. So that had to match the yellow and blue from the, from the, from the PE stuff, dude. So here you go. This is, here's our theme song for today. Are you ready? Okay. I'll just talk in the background. <laughs> 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 
This is Matt coming to you from Cincinnati, Bengals country, where I'm a huge Packers fan. This is Packers Without Borders. Shout out to Matt and Bruce for putting on a good show. That's quality programming oh right God, there. Dude, that is classic. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So listen, I I I uh I, I saw that you paid uh JJ his uh due for I the 53 man roster. And I'm I glad did. I'm glad that JJ was so humble about taking his winning. <laughs> So I did not misspell no huddle. You cannot just you just couldn't see the L, but I guess it's GBD or GB no huddle radio is the actual at at GB no huddle radio. Okay. So at no huddle, but I was also three sheets to the wind. So that's the only way I can pay off bets. It was uh it was good. It it looks like uh my bet is uh coming to fruition on uh Sunday at uh 325 my time. It's coming. Uh, uh, my bet with JJ, of course, is, is that Eric Stokes will be on the field, first play, that's it, first game, defense. Now, he goes, oh, well, Kevin King's going to be the number two. That doesn't mean a thing. I don't care if Kevin King is the number one or Kevin King's the number 25. Is Eric Stokes on the field? I, I, I don't care if they got him lined up at D-line or yeah. at safety. If yeah. Eric Stokes is on the field for the first play, First game for the defense, I win. Simple as that. Now, am I nervous? No, not at all. Because we use a nine DB set or something crazy like that. So, I mean, it's, I mean, the numbers just say he's going to be out so there. So what if they're both on the field at the same time? It doesn't matter. Eric Stokes is on the field. First play, first game. That's it. But if Kevin King's on their first play, first game. So? <laughs> has nothing to do with our bet our bet is eric stokes will be out there first game first play for the defense i don't care who else is out there I, the bet has nothing to do with anyone else nothing to do with oh what if aaron Rodgers decides he's going to retire has nothing to do with the price of beer in bangkok that's true eric stokes first play for the defense first game that's the bet well, we can't go over two, buddy. We can't go over two. It's not. I'm not going over two. No, I'm not going over two. You can't. And what am I? What am I doing? What? What? What's JJ doing when he loses this bet? What do we? Did I? I don't think we even discussed that. Did we? Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't actually. We didn't discuss that. Hmm. Should maybe put him in a kilt. Hmm. Well, wasn't no? Wasn't it supposed to be some sort of? Oh, I remember what it was. No, you have a bet. It's. You're going to write up a script of something he has to say or vice versa. Oh, right. Yes. Declaring his love to the Vikings. Yes. Right. Well, or whatever. Right. It is or to. I mean, I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You know, um, I love, I love how delusional Vikings and Bears fans are, you know, and, and this is their comeback lately. Wait till next year when Rodgers isn't on your team. It's always a net. It's, I love how it's always wait 30, till next year. The last 36 years has been wait, wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yep. Wait till next year. I'm going to watch this year though. If you don't mind, it's, I, I may, it happens, it happens. yeah, I may participate in this year. You know, uh, uh, a couple of different people, uh, Nagler's uh, brought this up. Uh, 
what is the scenario in which Aaron Rodgers stays for next year? I think there's only one scenario, and that's he wins out and he wins, he wins the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. He wins and the then, Super Bowl. Yeah, and then maybe he wants to come back and try and repeat, right? Yeah. But I don't see him not winning a Super Bowl and then going to some other team and starting all over again. I don't see that as a possibility. He might be LeBroning it and try to go different places like LeBron to win it. Oh, I won one for you guys. Now I'm going to win one over here. Where's he going to go? Tampa? No. Brady's not leaving Tampa until Brady can't throw a ball anymore. That's what it is. And it's going to be the Raiders. We've already talked about this before, but you know what? We don't even need to go down that road. We, we beat that dead horse down to a pulp. So, but I agree with you. It's super bowl or bust the only way he stays. If he falls short one more time, we have to blow up the team anyway. I mean, we are in We're not going to be able to We're, we're not going to be able to keep half of them. But we're I not going to be able to keep half of them. I think we lose Devonte and I think yeah. we lose Rodgers to pay off everybody else we need to pay and keep the core of the team. And you know, something I was thinking about this week, everybody's so concerned about Jordan Love not panning out. What's wrong with going out and there's plenty of good season quarterbacks that we can get for a lot cheaper that could bridge that gap. If Jordan love is not the answer, obviously we want to draft another one, right. That we'll have to draft, but there's nothing wrong with bringing in a veteran to hold down the fort, to teach these guys, if they're not ready in a year or two, like hopefully we won't, we won't know. Jordan love looked pretty good in his little bits of uh, preseason stuff. And this is his first preseason stuff. He didn't get to do it at all last year. Yeah, right. Forget. So I, I, you know what? He's going to watch Rogers this year. Mm-hmm. He's going to get, he's going to get, um, you know, minus eight rushing yards will be his stint in the NFL this year as he does the yep. boil thing where he takes the knee. Yep. I, I hope that he gets a little bit of time in on some blowouts. You know, maybe we're really up on a team and it's late in the fourth quarter and he gets to go out there for a series or something, right? Maybe get a first down or two and call it a day, right? But really, we won't know till next season. And if he looks this good after one season of COVID where he wasn't dressed on the sidelines and wasn't going through the camps or, or, or the preseasons and stuff, if he looks this good this year, I think he's going to look pretty good next year. I, I think he's going to look pretty good. Now, remember now, Aaron Rodgers jumped into a team that went to the NFC Championship game and uh, was one INT in overtime from going to the Super Bowl. He took that team over, and what did we go that year? I think we went like eight and eight or nine and seven or something, yep. right? And he had splashes of what he could be, and then he had games where it was just terribleness, just terribleness, right? There's going to be growing pains with this. Yeah. Any player, it doesn't matter. Nobody... And you that's Aaron Rodgers. You look at Andrew Luck. You look at all these great Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady sat on the bench until Drew Bledsoe got hurt. I mean, it's not like these guys come in. There's there's a narrative now that's changed, right? Where you're paying these dudes so much money now that you have to start them. And especially the coaches' jobs are on the line. The GM's jobs are on the line for picking so high. So that learning curve and what we've been able to do with our quarterbacks is sit them behind another quarterback. I actually appreciate that the bears actually did one smart thing. Yeah. And yeah. fields are going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL. You don't want to throw a kid who's got confidence. Cause that's the biggest issue, right? QB confidence. And that's maybe that's the purgatory that these poor 
Very talented quarterbacks go to a team that sucks. They lose their confidence and then they lose everything. What's wrong with sitting fields for a game? I know everybody wants to do it, but don't start him against the Rams. Wait until he has a little bit more of a powder puff game. Get a little bit of experience. I have a feeling they're probably going to put him in there a little bit. And, you know, just like with Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, right? The reason that Jameis Winston is starting this week and not Taysom Hill is because Taysom Hill brings a lot of other different things to the table that they can still utilize. So it's not like he's going to sit on the bench as a backup. They're going to do the same thing they've always done. They're just going to push the field down a lot more with, with than they did with Breeze because Breeze just didn't have the arm strength anymore to do it. And we're just lucky we're in a situation and we've been in a situation with our last two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And maybe that's part of the formula is sit the dude, make him learn, let him build his confidence before he goes out there and you throw him to the wolves because it's the NFL and being patient with him and not assuming good or bad on him and letting him learn is critical to his development. And they're, they're doing it the right way. That's how I feel about Jordan Love and what we do. I think Justin Fields becomes more deadlier the longer he sits. I think you put him out there too soon and you're going to shell shock this kid, possibly get him hurt with and, a battle line. And then, and then, and then where are you at now? Yep. Your, your best option is Andy Dalton. I think this is, if I was the head coach of the bears, I would be thinking Andy Dalton's my starting quarterback and I'm going to give them a leash of eight games, and we'll see where we're at in eight games. If we're in any type of contention after eight games, then Andy Dalton's going to finish the season. If we are two and six, then maybe I'll start using Justin Fields and get him that that you know that experience, that action that he needs. But I do not think you use Justin Fields at all the first half of the season. At all. You try and keep him off the field as much as possible and let Andy Dalton... Yeah, I know it's the red rifle. I, I I know that he had troubles, you know, finishing up in Cincinnati and he didn't look too bad in uh, uh, Dallas last year. He ran their offense fairly well. I think you run with Dalton, you give Dalton the chance to show what trade bait or what potential he might have. And you keep Justin Fields on the bench. If you hurry that along, you're going to Tim couch it. That's what I'm saying. I think the one thing that the Packers do well is they are patient with yeah. players. They do sometimes, and we've complained about this before. Sometimes they do hold on to people a little bit too long, but once they get to the end, they'll, they'll have a long leash for their young players and not cut them early. But they will, as soon as you're old enough, you're done. So they, they have no patience with older players. They have a long leash with younger players because of the draft and develop mentality we have. And we apply that to the quarterback position Tell me another team in the NFL that does the same thing we do other than the Patriots who did it with Brady and they did it with Garoppolo. And guess what? Garoppolo never took a snap for them in the regular season. I don't think I, that I can remember. And they got a haul for him as a starting yeah. quarterback for another team because they yeah. sat him behind somebody having that patience and letting, like you said, you don't want to shell shock them and have a Ryan leaf, have a Josh Rosen, have a, you name every single quarterback that's gone to a team purgatory because they don't manage the team properly. So Packer fans, just be patient with, with love. We're not going to see him this year unless there's some sort of catastrophic injury. God willing, nothing happens where we have to see him this year and we go all the way to the Super Bowl. And especially now, the, the narrative that, that I started looking at, Matt, that just amazes me with 
the criticism of Goody in the front office and, you know, the dynamic of what's going on with the team. We're going to have three rookie starters, two on our offensive line, actually making an impact week one. You've got yeah. Myers and Newman on that offensive line that are probably going to be starting for us. Center and right guard. Center That's and right guard. That's to me. And Stokes. And you're not – and still we have Hill at running back who's also going to be in the mix. What type – What's wrong? Well, I'm interested in seeing how ready is Aaron Jones. Remember, he had that little bit of a hamstring issue. We see him working out. We see that he's not on the uh, injury report, but he's he's your thoroughbred. He's the guy that you can that you can run with, right? I expect him to get the lion's share of all the handoffs. But does he start right off against the Saints? Like, does he still have the, the hamstring issues? Are we going to see maybe limited snaps between him and, uh, and Hill? Because I, again, and I've preached this since the beginning, I think we see Dylan between the twenties. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be extremely similar, if not identical to what Jamal Williams did. And the split's still going to be 55 45 between those two with Kyan Hill coming in again, if something does happen, or if they have to conserve Jones, I think Hill will spell Jones, not Dylan. And you're right, but they're going to try to get the ball to Aaron Jones as many times as they possibly can. And maybe it's not a carry. Maybe it's going to be splitting him out wide the way they've been doing it, but they're going to get him his touch. He's going to get his touches, not necessarily carries, but they're going to give him his touches. And the person who's going to take the brunt of, the hits is going to be Dylan. So man, maybe it's 20 to the 20, right? But I mean, people are talking about using AJ Dylan in the red zone. I don't think so. You look at the efficiency numbers for Aaron Jones in the red zone. They are not pulling that dude off of the goal line. That dude. No. Can I think the only way that we see Dylan, uh, we see Dylan in the red zone is uh, first and goal from the one. Yeah. And I'd really like it not to be in the shotgun formation when we're first and goal at the one, I mean, we spend all that time to get it 99 yards down the field to get it on the one yard line. And the first action we're going to do is snap it back five yards. Yeah. Come on, come on. We, and, and, and everybody in their dog knows you're going to run a shoulder or a fade or a quick out to uh, Devante along the sides there. You're going to do something of that nature. People are going to be looking for that. I'd like to see a little bit more of that smash mouth. We're going to run an a gap blast. We're going to put the full back in there. We're going to put in an extra tight end and an extra lineman. And we're just going to pound that rock right in the middle. That's right. I mean, you I'd like at, to see that a little more. Look at his stats and his conversion rate. And this is with a certain number, like a, a minimum number of carries, right? Cause you've got some guys that are super efficient with like 60 carries, 30 carries, whatever it is. But Aaron Jones had 38 attempts inside the 20 for 117 yards and seven touchdowns. That's inside the 20. So 50.7% of the rushing came to him, that 50-50 split I'm talking about, right? So let's anticipate a 50-50 split, same thing between Dylan and Jones. Now, when you start getting inside the 10 is where you start looking at his, what's interesting is there's about the same he had 20 attempts for 51 yards and six touchdowns inside the 10 and a 51% rush rate. Once you start getting inside the five, that jumps up to 60% of the carries. He had nine carries for 12 yards and four touchdowns. That's almost a 50%. I mean, inside the five, right? Yeah. So the dude is extremely efficient. 
inside the 20s. So I don't think they're going to take it away. But if you look at it, it's still that 50-50 split in the rushing attempt. So that other 50% is going to be A.J. Dillon. And I think yeah. they're going to stick to that. It's not like they're going to give a more of a workload to one than the other. I think it's going to be going from the 20 to the, to the end zone. It's going to be a 50-50 split depending on where they are. But they're going to get their touches and it's going to be pretty damn even. I think so. I think so. So Jacksonville. Sunday, 325 Central. I am pumped. I am excited. Some real football, something that counts, something that matters. I won't miss a second of it, a second of it. I know we're going to do another uh, cast on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk about uh, who's in, who's out, and uh, the matchups and uh, that sort of thing. We'll have the final injury reports, and uh, we'll know, uh, you know, whether or not uh, uh, Kevin King or uh, even Aaron Jones with his hamstring and Zedarius. Zedarius is a big question mark. And that one has got me worried a little bit. There was a little bit of rumblings about his contract, but then we ended up giving him, it was just a few months ago, we ended up giving him like the majority of his contract up front. Yeah, it's not, it's not a contract dispute, but I was looking at that. And interestingly enough, on Bleacher Report, they were talking about some, some free agents out there that were kind of being mentioned, which is interesting to me. And I think some of it is bullshit, obviously. Um, and some of it is not. So they talked about bringing back Rick Wagner, which would make some yeah. sense at offensive yeah. line. That one had until Bach is back a hundred percent, we need, we need some depth. So that made sense to me. And then of course they have to throw in their fucking token wide receiver because you know, our wide receivers suck and they're talking about golden Tate. I'm just going to go blast past that and tell them to shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. One that we found interesting was um, Oliver Vernon, the edge rusher from Cleveland. Yeah. So with the issues and we might see something coming closer today, maybe it's not this week, but if there's something going on with Z I have a feeling that they might be going after something with that edge because you can't rely on Preston. And it's Do we just, even have any money? Well, Kingsley, Kiki, Glowry, and Lancaster will need to do that. We'll need to hold their weight down, right? Like that's really where it's going to come from because Rashawn's going to be Rashawn. I'm not concerned about him whatsoever. We've got that inside pressure, but we might need some help there. I don't know. I don't. We don't have any money, but then again. We pay him with an IOU. Dude, it's all <laughs> apparently the NFL salary cap is monopoly money. I, I just yeah. I never understand. I don't even want to go down that road. I like following people on Twitter that tell me what's going on, but we've got so much dead cap money going on. We can't even release players without hitting it on the cap. It's players like Devontae. It's yeah. like, yeah, we're not cutting Devontae. There's a couple other players, but I just we need to really take a look on and look at the reports on Z. And Jones, I agree, are two players that we saw very limited or no action on this this summer. And hopefully it's just because the Packers are so conservative with how they take care of injuries and make sure players are okay. But for the, because of that, they might hold them out to make sure they're 100%. But Here, here's see. a question for you. So yeah. we, got this new, we got this new punter, and he's, left, he's a lefty. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So when he punts, the ball's going to spin a different way. I know that uh, when we had a left-handed uh, quarterback that we played against, it, it is a little bit different when you see that ball spinning the other way. 
not that much of a difference, but a little bit. Now, he's also going to be the holder. Is he going to be holding from the other side? He's going to be holding. And so I can give you a little bit of background on the spin of the ball because I, you know, in rugby, I played fullback. So I had to field punts yeah. uh, that were during the middle of a play. So I was catching balls all the time. So usually what you do when you're trying to catch a ball in the air, these guys are trying to catch it on the run coming up, which is not the right way to catch a ball, which is why you have fumbles in order to secure it. Usually when you have a right-handed punter is what you do since the ball's spinning, you want the ball spinning towards you, right? Yeah. As you're catching it. So a right-handed uh, right-footed kicker is going to kick it. So you're going to have the ball coming left to right. It's going to be spinning clockwise as it's coming to you. So as you're seeing it come down, what you want to do is you want to put your right shoulder. So if they're right-footed kicker, you want your left shoulder because you're facing them right towards them. And you're going to cradle it coming in. So the ball's spinning and it spins into your chest so you can grab it. So what they need to do is if you're going to do proper technique on catching from a left-handed punter, which would happen to me on occasion as well, because you had ambidextrous kickers to try to mess it up is you just put your right foot forward and you bring it in the opposite way. So the ball, you want the ball spinning into your body as it's coming in, but it makes you think that split second, but you should just be able for to a second during the week where you basically have, I would probably even bring in a left hand, like you just bring in a punter that's kicking it the opposite way just to get used to the spin of it. But the idea is that you want to put your opposite shoulder. So the ball is spinning and it comes into your body with the ball spinning towards it as opposed to out, right? Makes sense. The inertia, if it's spinning out, it's going to have a tendency to want to pop off your chest as opposed to into your chest. So that's, yeah. that's, it's good. It's, it's good. Interesting. It's going to be fun. Interesting. Take a look at that. Interesting. Awesome. So we've got the, uh, what is it? The tea tree. Um, we've got our merch that uh, we've got the links up there. I noticed a couple more pieces have uh, been selling. Uh, you guys have been great. You've been uh, yeah. supporting us. You've been supporting me and Bruce in our nonsense. Um, we, uh, we do a Wednesday oh, oh, and we do isn't it, Matt. It just, it, it, it's insane. It's not, we're not rock stars. We're not famous. It doesn't matter, but not yet. Way, not yet. The people that follow <laughs> us are so wonderful. Genuinely. Yeah. They are just genuinely good people that are out there supporting us and helping us. And it is, it is so cool to, every time I get that little email, it says that somebody purchased some merch. I'm like, wow, dude, that's so awesome. I mean, talking about buying one for the first game they're going to be at and stuff like that to me. Is, I know. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Believe, it's incredible. Incredible that you would want to wear this stuff out in public. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. Uh, well, what else you want to you got anything else you want to uh, uh chat about today i think uh well, i think we've covered everything i'm excited for saturday once kind of been get, a slow week yeah once we get some information on saturday and you, i guess the last thing we can touch upon with with jacksonville is they literally chose jacksonville because of aaron Rodgers' record in florida that was the point of them picking our first home game to be in in florida so we'll Those see dirty bastards. But they're already talking about. So something that had never come out before LaFleur is teaching people how to, they, they've had classes on hydration and how to hydrate properly this week. Oh, cause the cramps are ridiculous. Every single time we play Tampa at the beginning of the year or Jacksonville at the beginning of the year or somewhere warm at the beginning of the year, the cramps, they always kill us. They always kill us. We always lose a couple of players to the cramping. Well, and you know, cramps are debilitating. It's not yeah. a long-term injury, but you can't play. If you, if you have a calf cramp 
or a hammy or any type of cramp whatsoever in your legs, you can't move and you can yeah. yourself by trying to do it. So cramps are extremely. Oh, no. And it's, and it's like you got shot in that muscle. It is so painful. It is a sudden instant bang in that yep. muscle. That's it. That's it. It, it. And, and they go, Oh, well, maybe you can hydrate. Maybe you can this and that we've seen hundreds of players go off to the locker room. They get on the IV. They sit there for an hour and a half on the IV. They come back, they run around for a minute and back inside they go, that cramp needs a full day. You need to hydrate slowly for a full day. You got to stretch it out. You got to work it. You got to get water back into that muscle. Yep, exactly. And that's, so it was just interesting. I'm looking at my phone right now, just different things from Lafleur, and there's tweets out there going about how he's just really focusing on hydration for the week for this. But it's going to be a home game for the Packers, dude. Come on. Really? Oh, yeah. The way we travel, oh, yeah. an $80 round-trip ticket from, from Green Bay and, and the Wisconsin area down to Florida is 80 bucks round-trip. You're telling me that stadium, it's going to be San Diego all over again? Yeah. In stadium full of Packer fans and – I mean, poor Saints fans, man. I mean, they're with whatever they're dealing with at home, I, I'm pretty sure that for a lot of them, football is the last thing on their mind. Yeah. But for us, it's a win. Ka-ching! You know, that's the... Well, I don't like to count chickens until they're hatched. Now, you, already, I know, you already said it's 1-0. I, I, think, I think we beat the Saints. I also think our offense is not going to go out there and be on time and ready to go that first series or even the second series. I think there's going to be some timing issues. You know, usually by the time we get to the third or fourth game, the offense is humming just fine yeah. and there's no issues and we've got the timings and stuff. And I know the guys are going to go, oh, well, in camp we did this and in camp we did that. That's great. That's that's camp. That's that's completely different monster, right? Well, I'm not, you know, we talked about them maybe coming out flat-footed. I'm not concerned about the offense coming out flat-footed. I'm concerned about the defense coming out flat-footed and not playing and not getting hits. The offense is always going to be a step ahead of the defense up until a certain point. Right. So I think they're just going to come out and absolutely just kill. So we got to um, get pressure on Winston immediately. Yep. We've got to get him rattled because if you can get him rattled, it's game over. Exactly. And he's yeah. going to throw his two INTs. I mean, yeah, no, he's, he's good, good for it. Every he's yeah. good for two INTs a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what do we do with them? Let's not do an NFC championship game and not do anything with the turnovers. Please. Please. You know what? Uh, I think uh, next week I want to start a new segment called uh, The Dirty Joke. Uh-oh. And I'd like to do a dirty joke segment where maybe we do a dirty joke each or something. Something a little uh, uh, PG-13 or possibly even R-rated. Yeah. We'll throw that out there. Okay. I'll have to think of some, but we'll have to... Yeah. We'll just go... Explicit, explicit, explicit. <laughs> Turn it down for your kids if you're listening, Andy, with your kids in the car. We'll yeah, morning we'll right before. Sorry about that, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> we warned you. We it's explicit. You you were on the show, Andy. You it were on. Explicit. It does not say clean. It says explicit. No. Yeah. So that's yeah. On Trust me. Good parenting. Way to go. Way to go. Way to go, Andy. <laughs> Right on, man. It has been a pleasure as always. Wednesday cast, Packers Without Borders. Bruce, you have yourself a great day, brother. Faux shizzle, my bizzle. <laughs> right on. Bye, buddy. All right, man. Peace.
This has been Packers Without Borders. Remember to be good to each other. Life is about God, family, and the Green Bay Packers. Until next time, que Dios los bendiga. Nos vemos. over? That's it? What? Oh, what a gym.